do you make these 10 customers pay for the test or is it free? Uh, at the moment, it's free because for us, you know, we're building a very challenging uh, platform. So for us, really, it was about uh, proving the viability of the technology first. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Hey folks, my guest today is Rima Al-Sheik. She's a three-time founder and engineer who has a proven track record in bringing her technology to market. She's helped companies of all sizes, startups, and scale-ups, and along with Fortune 100 companies, research, build, and ship AI and software to production, serving millions of consumers per day. Rima, you ready to take us to the top? Yeah, let's go. <laughs> so just to be clear, you mentioned all those customers you work with. Did you start this with an agency? Uh, Begin, no. Begin is a platform from the get-go. So we're still pre-launch at the moment. We're still, uh, you know, testing with a select customer group. So walk me through that. How many customers are you testing with today? We're testing with 10 10 small, like, uh, groups, like a group of customers just to test, you know, the platform viability and feasibility before we go GA. Yeah. And so how did you find these folks? Is this cold outreach or friends of yours or what? Well, um, you know, through the years, through like 10 years, I've had, uh, I've had the luxury of working with a lot of different uh, companies in the tech space. So, uh, so it wasn't very hard for me to kind of like select the best uh, customers who are tech enabled to test and provide feedback. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the, str- like, can you talk about any of these customers and how they're using you in this testing phase? Yeah, for sure. So we have, uh, you know, we worked initially with a dating app who was testing our product to uh, detect fake uh, fake profiles. So, I mean, Begin AI is really useful for uh, customers who are scaling their products so that they can, you know, as customers scale, they hit scale challenges. So they're like, we have a lot of customers using our product. We need to find a way to personalize the experience to them or detect, you know, fraudulent interactions. And large, you know, large players found a way to make these scale challenges uh, meaningful to them and turn them to their advantage. Like, you know, Amazon recommend the revenue is really a large chunk of their revenue. Or you can look at, um, you know, some uh, some dating companies like detect fake profiles and and maintain them in a particular contained environment and so on. So what we do is we provide these solutions to um, scale ops without having to build their own in-house expertise or or data platforms or hire machine learning engineers, which take a long time. So, yeah, so that's the kind of like testing we've been working on, you know, uh, detection of fake content and recommendations. do Do you make these 10 customers pay for the test or is it free? Uh, at the moment, it's free because for us, you know, we're building a very challenging uh, platform. So for us, really, it was about uh, proving the viability of the technology first. And now we're we're getting to the point where, like, re- we're getting ready to launch. And then um, as we launch, uh, I'm confident that some of these customers will turn into paying customers. And Rima, you keep saying we. How many folks are on the team today? <laughs> Great question. Uh, we're about 10 between part-time and full-time. Uh, six is core team full-time six full-time and are you the sole founder 
I am the sole founder. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Very cool. You know, everyone <laughs> says you have to have a co-founder. Like you go find a co-founder. Why'd you decide to be, why'd you decide to go at this yourself? Well, to be honest with you, like I started this as a, because I was trying to solve a very small problem and, um, and thinking through the problem, I found a very general purpose solution. And, um, and I was like, holy moly, this could be huge, you know, uh, because I found a way to connect, to get companies to work together, to enrich their data sets in a private way without, you know, without compromising the security and, and their sure, Like a data lake, something that anonymized yeah. data lake or something. Yeah, exactly. Well, like think of it as like an ecosystem of players who are working together, like to fight scam or, uh, or you know, build you know, build uh, customer experiences across devices like cars, watches, etc. So when I when I found this, you know, when I found this process to do this solution, I thought this could be huge, but I need to talk to someone like to figure out if I'm like, am I living in my head? So <laughs> I started calling potential customers and I wanted to try to find a co-founder, but I was moving, I was already flying on a high, at a high speed and trying to catch up someone to where, you know, where this is going felt like more of a distraction than actually, um, uh, you know, positive value. So Rima, are you rich? How are you paying six people full time with, with, with no revenue yet? <laughs> We have, uh, we raised the pre-seed round. So, ah, have, uh, yeah. okay. So how much did you raise in the pre-seed? A million dollars. Okay. So now the story is making more sense. So pre-seed, <laughs> when did you raise that? Uh, it was December last year. So December okay. 2021. Yeah. 2021. Okay. So you raise a million, uh, pre-seed. Now most folks pre-seed sort of like a million on a 5 million cap. Was 5 million your valuation, something like that? Uh, no, it was 10 pre Okay, so you're a great negotiator. <laughs> well, the technology we're building is really hard. I mean, it's a, if you look at what we're doing, you might think it's a crowded space. Everybody's trying to simplify workflow and machine learning, but we're really taking it a whole new, you know, level by by doing all the processing on devices, and that basically eliminates a year from the timeline of production for companies. So that's that's really significant. And it can, I think this company can be really huge. Rima, I love how you're betting on yourself. You know, you've done two things <laughs> where most everyone else, this is the, the most two dilutive events in a company's history, your co-founder and your seed round. You're doing it hundred percent yourself. And most people sell 20%, 25% their seed round. You only sold a little under 10%. So yeah. I just love that you're betting on yourself going all in. This is just fantastic. Now people are going to be listening, going, wait, like, what did her deck look like? How did she get a million on 10? Is she an exited founder? Like why did investors believe her? Tell me more about that. Well, I mean, what I am building is something that I know inside out. I can talk about it for like years. So <laughs> I've, you know, for the last 10 years, I've been dealing with scale challenges. So I've helped companies of all sizes to like go from having a few hundred thousand users to dealing with like those million customers hitting their databases at scale. What are some and, of those companies? Can you name a couple of them? Do we know them? Um, sure. Uh, so in, uh, <laughs> I'm so I'm just like rolling through all the NDAs in my head. But <laughs> oh, hold on. Um, there might there say, might be there might yeah. be a better way to do this. I can just I can go to your LinkedIn, right, and read yeah, off some be. of your historic, right? So Lixar fueled by BDO, you were the data NIR practice lead, right? Yeah. So we had a we had about uh, 50 data engineers, data scientists helping all kinds of like enterprises in automotive industry in. Um, you know, uh, airlines, uh, airports, um, uh, healthcare. We've helped a lot of different companies deal with some of these scale challenges that I'm mentioning and building their data platforms. 
Before so, that, you were a lead software engineer at LiquidNet. Before that, you were a CEO and co-founder at Mocus.io, which looks like a dev shop, right? Is that what that was? Mocus.io was a uh, was an automated dev shop. So we had <laughs> we had we built like a three hundred engineers network, and when we built an algorithm that can build teams uh, for the task at hand for releases. Uh, so, so that was a cool, cool one. Actually, we made about a million dollars in revenue in the first year of operation. So that's, you know, that's one of the values. So what, what happened to it? How much did you do in, in 2017 or was million your best year? Uh, we, we saw it. Was it in 2017? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we did. Yeah. So like we first, you know, first there was like pre-launch activities, obviously. So preparations. And then as soon as we launched, we made, uh, we got to like the million dollars in revenue in about, about by the end of the year. So say like we each close the year around like 100k MRR. I was going to say, and ju- just to be clear though, when you say 100k MRR, that's project volume, right? You have to pay out a large chunk of that 60, 70% to the engineers, right? Correct. Yeah. 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 That's correct. Yeah. That's it was getting standard. optimized over time though. So like it would go, you know, it would start at like 70% and then goes down to like 60%. But Eventually, we were reinvesting everything we were making back in the business. So what happened? Did you sell it? Uh, so Mocos happened at the time when... So I'm a Syrian founder. So I come from Syria. And it happened at the time when the Syrian war was at its peak. And I had to change country. Lucky for me, uh, Mocos, I built it when... Um, uh, you know, without venture backing. So I built it all uh, by myself. So I didn't have to, uh, you know, deal with complexities of uh, closing a down shop. I had to close it down because I needed to change country. I see. I bet you can't guess what SaaS founders waste the most time on after they pass 15 employees. Think about it. Think about it when you onboard a new team member, how much time as a founder do you take to set up their email account, get them added to the Trello board? If it's a sales hire, you've got to onboard them to Salesforce or Slack. This is a terrible use of your time as a founder. You should be thinking about big long-term objectives and strategy, not IT support. That's why more firms, more SaaS founders are relying on Electric for IT support. For example, Chris at Sendoso has well over 24 million bucks in revenue today, broke a $540 million valuation last year, and he spends zero time on technical onboarding for new hires. He relies on Electric IT support to onboard 10 to 20 new teammates per quarter. Now, Electric is best fit for US-based companies with between 15 and 500 employees. They reached out and said, Nathan, we love your audience. We love SaaS. Can we put Electric in front of them? And I said, yes. So check them out today at nathanlatka.com forward slash electric. And as you guys know, in Latka style, I said, you gotta sweeten the deal. So they said, Nathan, for your folks, just for taking a meeting, they'll get a free pair of Beats Studio Buds. Now I looked up these buds on Amazon. It's $120 value. So to get those buds, again, just for taking a meeting, go visit nathanlacka.com forward slash electric today. That's nathanlacka.com forward slash electric. And then taking back one time before that. So you had a you had a company before that called Nabish, I believe, right? For th- almost right. three years. Mm-hmm. And Nabish also a marketplace. Freelance marketplace, yeah. So yeah. Nebish, yeah. Uh, so this was in Maine, so Middle East and North Africa. So that is a, um, uh, you know, it's a very large and complex region uh, to, you know, uh, from a population density perspective and, you know, polit- geopolitical scenarios. And 
the issue there is like you have a lot of talented people who don't have access to opportunities or the other way around, like employers who can't find a talent because of lack of infrastructure. So we wanted to build like the first infrastructure that enables that talent access. Um, we did really well. We, we became really famous at the time with our work, you know. Um, what was what year was your highest revenue a uh, year? So Nabish, uh, I would say like last year uh, before Ali was was reaching its uh, highest, you know, revenue. But I would say, I think we were like getting to like 200,000 uh, users, if I remember well. Um, what was revenue in 2015 at Nabish? Do you remember? I don't. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. But it, was a, it wasn't, uh, I wouldn't say it was more than like uh, 50, 60K. Um, um, MRR. MRR, yeah. Okay. So th the reason I ask those questions is your ability yeah. to go raise a million on 10 for this idea. You know, you've had companies before you've grown them in revenue, you fled a war. I mean, this is like, you're an incredible individual. So you were able to point to a lot of this history. So I guess let's, let's, let's flip it back to these first 10 customers you're working with. Now, yeah. let's say that the test period ends. Um, what's the success metric? How do you know if they're going to pay or not? Let me, let me share with you like where, uh, where are we? my ability to raise funding comes from. Um, if I look at what we're building and the massive opportunity that we have right now is basically where this came from. Uh, there are a lot of companies building for um, facilitating for customers to benefit from their own data sets. It's very hard to find a way to, you know, optimize your customer experience um, with your own data set if you have blind spots. And the potential we're providing is based on the ability to pull data from different companies and build it, you know, build that network effect. And that technology is, is really hard to build. And like I said, it was an accidental discovery for me. And having like multiple patents pending, that's where all that, you know, the potential came from. And that's where I see. Came from. Yeah. But Remo, we have, a, we have about two minutes left here. Yeah. So yeah. like, let's say you're testing with a dating app to detect fake profiles, right? So you're effective. How are you identifying that fake profile? So your other customers can know not to, you know, understand that that is a fake profile. If they, if that person tries to sign up for their account, right. Or, or their, their business. Yeah. Yeah. So the way we do it is like we uh, we build like mathematical representations of each person and their activities in an application so that we don't have to share data between applications. And when that mathematical mathematical representation appears in a different application, they know like, oh, that looks fake um, using our algorithms. So, um, so you're a collection of patterns, really. DNA, fake DNA, basically technological exactly. fake DNA. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Very interesting. So what do you think you'll charge for this? Like, I mean, is this something where you come out of the gate, you're closing a hundred thousand dollar a year deal, or is it going to be like, you know, a PLG product led growth motion, 10 bucks a month sort of deal? I mean, the more users you have, the more users you connect with, uh, the more value you create. So the way we think of it is like, if I can charge a penny per device, we're still, you know, our customers benefiting, we're benefiting. So, so that's what you think your model will be per device, penny per device, something like that. Yeah, that's our most educated guest right now. Uh, we provide like, you know, a commitment discount, um, a volume discount. All How many devices are you testing on right now across the 10 test accounts, 10 customers? About uh, the last test we ran this morning was about a million and uh, a million and a half users with twenty million interact, two hundred million interactions. Sorry, two hundred million interactions. So, one point five million users is one user correlated to one device. It's a one to one. Correct. Yeah. 
Okay. Interesting. Okay. I, I love this. I'm, I'm curious what happens once you launch your first page plan. We'll see what happens. In the meantime, though, here, Rima, let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one, favorite business book. Favorite business book. Um, I want to say like, I'm going to go a little, uh, you know, uh, be an outlier. You know? Like I think uh, I love philosophy. So like I read some philosophy. So <laughs> I'm going to say my favorite business books come from like the Vedas, which is like the, the Eastern philosophy of like how, you know, how to think holistically of uh, the world. I love that. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Yeah, a lot of them. Um, <laughs> today, I want to say um, I'm really impressed by uh, a CEO who's uh, a Canadian CEO for um, his name is uh, Ali Fathi. He's the CEO of a fintech company in Canada. Very cool. Number three, favorite online tool for building Begin? Favorite online tool for building Begin? Um we're using HubSpot a lot. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Well, I try to hit six, seven hours if I could, but reality is we're looking at six maximum. <laughs> and Rima, what's your situation? Married, single, kids? I'm married with four months old. Oh, congratulations. Very cool. Thank you. And can I ask how old you are? I'm 33. 33. Last question. Something you wish you knew when you were 20. <laughs> Oh boy. <laughs> um, you know, like I feel very lucky because I learned uh, what does it look like to have an executive board in my early 20s. So I think that was really helpful for me. Um, but what I learned the hard way, and I wish I learned the first day, is that every technology is centered about people, around people. So, like, you have to build a technology person first. And that's why everything we're thinking about, like business model, technology, product, is all like user first. Guys, begin.ai will help apps understand what's a fake account. She's building basically technological DNA. And if that DNA or pattern matches across her different customers, they all benefit from learning from each other and still in an anonymized way. No data issues there. She raised a million bucks pre-seed on a 10 million pre-money valuation. She was able to raise that valuation because she has successful companies in the past, growing one of them to over a million dollars in revenue. She's also a sole founder, owning 100% at start as she looks to scale. Really betting on herself, Rima. We're rooting for you. Thanks for taking us to the top. Thank you, Nathan.